up on today's federal newscast. Legislation to guarantee back pay for the 800,000 federal employees currently furloughed gets one step closer to law. The partial government shutdown could leave agency whistleblowers without any options. One senator wonders how a national park site within the Trump Hotel in D.C. is still being staffed during the shutdown. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. Federal offices in the D.C. metro region are closed today due to the snowstorm. The Office of Personnel Management says only emergency employees are expected to report, and those who can telework should plan to work from home. The closure only applies to agencies not under the partial government shutdown, as those non-exempt employees are already on non-work status. The House joins the Senate in passing a bill giving back pay to the more than 800,000 federal employees who have gone unpaid since the start of the partial government shutdown in late December. Virginia Democrat Don Beyer, one of the bill's sponsors, calls the bill's passage a critical step. Conferees still have to reconcile small details, though. New legislation would protect military pay if Congress fails to raise the debt ceiling. Pennsylvania Republican Brian Fitzpatrick introduces the bill just two months before the Treasury Department bumps into its borrowing limits. It would give top priority to salaries and allowances of service members and federal law enforcement officers in the event the debt ceiling is reached or a lapse in funding occurs. A partial government shutdown threatens to put agency whistleblowers in a bind. The so far unfunded Office of Special Counsel cannot act on whistleblower retaliation cases. California's Mark Takano, chairman of the House Veterans Affairs Committee, is asking VA Secretary Robert Wilkie to put the brakes on disciplinary action for employees claiming retaliation in the meantime. VA whistleblower complaints make up 40% of OSC's total caseload. The Federal Aviation Administration is bringing some of its safety inspectors back to work. All 3,000 of them were furloughed when the government shutdown began three weeks ago, but the FAA says it's now designated about 500 of them as accepted employees. More are expected to return this week. The National Park Service draws questions when it reopens an agency site within the Trump Hotel during the shutdown. Senator Gary Peters, the leading Democrat on the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee, asks MPS why it reopened the old post office tower using funds from the General Services Administration after it had closed the tower at the beginning of the shutdown. Skeleton crews are operating most park sites during the shutdown. You can add another lawsuit over the shutdown to the mix. The National Federation of Federal Employees and two other employee unions join NTU and AFGE in filing a lawsuit on behalf of employees. NFFE, the National Association of Government Employees, and the National Weather Service Employees Organization say because employees at the National Weather Service, the FAA, and NOAA are exempt employees who are being forced to work during the shutdown, the government is violating the Fair Labor Standards Act. The unions are requesting compensation for time and overtime worked and 100% matching liquidated damages for all non-exempt FLSA employees. Senator Mark Warner joins federal employee groups and contractor associations in asking for the administration to ensure the partial government shutdown does not impact security clearances. 
Warner writes to OMB and OPM seeking assurances any credit score downgrades because of missed paychecks do not jeopardize employees' ability to secure or maintain a clearance. Warner says the problem is particularly acute for younger workers who lack a long credit history. Senator Warner joins a colleague from across the aisle to ask for more White House involvement to secure technologies. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has more. A new bill would create an office to oversee interagency efforts to protect the IT supply chain. Senators Mark Warner and Marco Rubio want to establish the Office of Critical Technologies and Security in the White House. The new office would coordinate and consult with federal and state technology and telecom regulators, private sector experts, and other partners to figure out how best to safeguard the supply chain and protect emerging foundational and dual-use technologies. The office also would create a national strategy to protect against nation-state-sponsored threats to the technology supply chain. I'm Jason Miller. The Air Force takes a page from The Last Starfighter. It plans to release a video game app this summer aimed at young recruits. The app will then produce data letting recruiters assess player skills and learning abilities to see if they are fit for service. The Air Force can then reach out directly to players with high potential. Microsoft lands a nearly $1.8 billion Pentagon contract for software services. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. The Navy issued the contract on Friday. It will be the newest addition to DOD's Enterprise Software Initiative, the Pentagon's effort to consolidate software purchasing across the department. DOD says the five-year agreement provides for Microsoft to deliver engineering support to the military software developers, including customizing the company's source code when needed. The contract will be available to all five military services and the intelligence community. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Defense Department's gas station gets a vote of confidence from a three-star. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The Defense Logistics Agency's Energy Division saw a sharp jump in how employees feel about how well their bureau works, revealed in its annual Denison Culture Climate Survey. That prompted a kudos from DLA's director, Army Lieutenant General Darrell Williams. He told DLA staff their work in supplying fuel and electricity throughout the Defense Department has a profound impact, including an inventory audit of DOD's energy infrastructure. I'm Tom Temin. An updated version of the IRS's free file software is now available in the lead-up to this year's tax season. The program is aimed at medium to lower income taxpayers. Government shutdown or not, tax filing season begins on January 28th. More than 53 million taxpayers have used the software since it launched 17 years ago. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, or follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.